Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? Oh, we're coming up on a milestone. Which is? Oh, about a week. Which is? A significant episode in the DIY Money history. Number 300. What? Yeah. 300? This one, I believe, if I'm counting correctly, is 298. Wow. Oh, that is terrific. Just terrific. Very special. So I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for 300. What do you We should do something special for 300. You know, like we did for 100 and 200? Wear sombreros. <laughs> Which we didn't. Why? Sombreros. I don't know. Because <laughs> they'll make us sound better. Daniel, when I first met Daniel, he would celebrate Cinco de Mayo. I never really met anyone in my life who celebrated Cinco de Mayo, other than an excuse to go get a few margaritas. But I'll never forget when you and your wife came to our house. We had newborn children at the time, so it was easier for you to come to us. And we went to the door, opened the door, and you and your wife had on sombreros, like little thingy wingies over your shoulders and you had a like a both of you had you have to wear the stash mustaches i can't grow a stash i gotta wear and, it and you came in and brought your stuff to make margaritas and guacamole and guacamole's off the hook that was oh yeah you know my wife took that recipe she doesn't listen to the show so she won't hear that she she took basically your recipe and the little hints of things that you do to make it so good which we won't share publicly yeah uh which is amazing by the way and look at look at logan intently looking because he's a guac maker he likes too. Guac. He, well, He's known in his circles for really? the guac. Yeah, I mean, when you become the guac guy, like we're gonna have a, have a guac off in the office. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> the guac off. Why not? That sounds slightly <laughs> inappropriate. Oh my gosh. Anyways, she started to make your guac the way you make it, and now she's known in her circles as the guac really? queen. Yeah. She didn't uh, tell him that it's trademark, huh? <laughs> the guac off. She needs to get off my guac. <laughs> oh, wise guys, huh? Wow. All right. Uh, I forgot the name of the caller. What's her name, Logan? Michelle. Michelle, what do you got? D-I-Y. Hi, guys. This is Michelle from Pennsylvania. I was wondering if you had any advice for avoiding lifestyle creep. I currently have a nice house for my family of three, but I feel the want to buy a bigger house like all my friends have. I know this would be an unnecessary purchase as the house I currently have fits all of my needs. I want to make sure that I stick to my financial goals and avoid lifestyle creep as my income grows. Any advice for how to avoid this pitfall would be great. Okay, Michelle, it's real simple. You got to find some uh, some some fortitude, and you got to um, you got to really stick to your long term goals and objectives. And my guess is buying a bigger house. Um, just because of lifestyle creep. And I'm not, here's the deal. I'm not 
going to make fun or make light of this at all, uh, meaning I'm not going to try to make this sound like it's ridiculous, because it isn't. And we all suffer uh, through this challenge if we want to hit our long-term goals. And it's and it's true not just across the financial realm, but it's true in everything, right? Uh, if you have a long-term fitness goals, you, you, you can't polish off donuts and cheeseburgers and pizza all the time. Uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to lose uh, pounds or you want to, you know, quit smoking or drinking or whatever it is, you, you, you have to make sacrifices. So I would always, there's a couple things I do, and I'm just going to speak to this from, um, you know, from my point of view. So this is just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. A uh, few things that I would do. Uh, number one is stay grounded in your long-term goals and objectives. If, you know, a dream house is is your long-term goal and objective uh, and you find one and it's it's within the parameters of your budget and what you've saved and, and you know, uh, strived for, fantastic. You should celebrate that. But if it's not and if it's something that you just were, you know, uh, you're anxious to do because a lot of people around you are doing it or the interest rates are low or whatever it may be, uh, then that's never, never a good reason to do that, especially if you have ancillary things things that maybe you're trying to pay off, et cetera. The other thing that helped me, and I can tell you that I've been in business for 22 years for a a good chunk of that. I was basically broke and trying to start my business and I had no money, et cetera. But but as I became uh, successful over the years, I will say that one of the things that helped me and my wife tremendously to stay focused in our prudent financial behavior was serving others who could definitely do nothing to repay us. So it wasn't service to try to get something in return. It was service just to do good. Now, for us, that included submission work in a third world country. I'm not saying you should, you know, to alleviate your house buying desire, you should go to a third world country. No, that's not what I'm saying. However, uh, I think we we often in, in this country especially sort of start to take for granted and, and look to others and go, wow, I really wish I had this. And we forget all of the wonderful things that we have in this country. And again, this is not a shaming thing. I have to constantly remind myself of this as well, day after day after day. So whatever home you're in, I'm certain that there are a lot of people out there that would just love to be in your home. Now, it doesn't make it any easier to say, well, yeah, but my friend has a nicer home or the car or the dress or whatever it may be, the job. But the reality is, I think we have to really work in all areas of life to just strive towards contentment and be thankful for what we do have. And sometimes that takes just looking around us to see what others don't have to realize how blessed we really are. Wow, I'm off that. I'm done with That's that great. sermon. How do I follow that up? You don't. Maybe take an offering? There's a ferry leaving in 10 minutes. I suggest you be on it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so the, I guess where I would go with this is take some time to yourself and really create sort of a qualitative vision for your life. What is it that you really want out of life? What are the things that are really important to you? Uh, really jot those down. Spend some time really wrestling through them and maybe even then set them on a shelf and come back in a month and and, and go through the process again and, and see if it's still true. But really trying to hone down what the vision for your life is. And you know that may be a pen and paper for you. That might be a vision board. You might do it on Pinterest, whatever it is. But, but really craft out as detailed as you can 
the life that you intend to live and, and the things that are important to you, the things that you value, uh, for some people that may be a big house, for some people that may be travel, for some people it may just be uh, you know, quality time with family, but whatever it is, really hone in on it um, so that you can understand what you're chasing and, and, and what what drives you in life, not what drives others, because others are gonna, uh, other people are gonna have various different um, visions and values and and things that they're chasing in life. And quite honestly, a lot of people have no clue, so they're just chasing whatever uh, everybody else is chasing. But start there so that you kind of have a foundation and and something that you can really point back to and, and measure the decisions that you make and, and so forth. And then. As you look at various different decisions in life, whether it's investment decisions, whether it's financial decisions, whether it's uh, where to spend your time, instead of uh, always just looking at whether or not you should say yes to something, uh, I would encourage you to really assess and look at what you're saying no to by saying yes to that. Uh, So for instance, if you are saying yes to buying a bigger house, what are the things that you are willingly saying no to in your life? And uh, for some folks, that may be family vacations. It may be buying new clothes. It it may be uh, having a sense of financial freedom or getting out of debt sooner, things like that. Uh, If you're choosing to, you know... uh, if your family's choosing to travel a lot uh, and, and you highly value spending, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year on travel, you are saying no to spending those funds on something else. When you go out and invest, uh, let's say you invest in, you know, individual stocks. Uh, you know, if you're saying yes to buying Apple, you're saying no to buying thousands of other stocks in the market. If you're saying yes to buying an index fund, you're saying no to to something else like a bond fund, etc. So uh, flip the question on its head and and just say, you know, by making this decision, I am consciously aware and know that I'm saying no to all of these other things. Uh, and that's okay with me because I've set my vision, my values, and the foundations of what it is I want to achieve in life. And I'm perfectly okay saying no to those things. I'll just start there. No, that's really good. I think – and reflection um, on an annual basis, quarterly basis, um, especially – I heard the word family, so I'm going to assume spouse is in the equation – um, and so that needs to be a team or a joint effort as well to make sure you're on the same page, looking at long-term goals and objectives. And again, sacrifice is okay. Not getting what you want right now so you can delay gratification and then a reach a goal is, is absolutely paramount to future success. I don't know anybody who has met long-term goals basically uh, taking advantage of all the short-term opportunities uh, that come their way. I, I just have never met anybody who has been able to do that. So I doubt you'll be the first. So again, the the people who make the most of short-term opportunities, though, are doing so as a springboard for their long-term stuff. Like they're so dialed into the long-term that they're like, they're ready when that short-term opportunity comes up that, oh, I can can move on this quickly and confidently because I know it's pointed in... In the goal, so because we see people sometimes that actually do jump on opportunities, yeah, absolutely. Because they're dialed in. No, d- that's a great point. Dialed in, and then when the short-term opportunity comes available, they're able to take advantage. No question, mm-hmm. you're spot on. So, Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 it's perfect. So, I mean, again, maybe the long-term goal is to buy a bigger home in a different area, and you know, et cetera, a dream home, if you will. But the patience has to be there until the opportunity presents itself, and when it does. Assuming the finances are in order, then you can pounce. It's real mm-hmm. simple. All right, that was a great question. I think we've had. I I I, I know it wasn't uh, Michelle. It was Michelle. 
that we just did? It wasn't yeah. Michelle, uh, but we had another question about lifestyle creep. I do think it's relevant to come back to time and again uh, because we're all susceptible to it. Uh, I mean, we, we certainly are. It's like when you get, you know, you move out of a whole, one home and you move into a bigger home and all of a sudden you fill it with new stuff. Uh, you, you know, it's just easier to get more and more stuff the, mm-hmm. the larger the home becomes. So we have to be very careful of that across the board. All right. All Michelle did was send us an audio question where we need, you know, questions for the queue. So send them to us podcast at diymoney.org just hit up your smartphone uh you know ask your question with the audio file then drop it in a, an attachment it's pretty easy to do uh and send that to podcast at diymoney.org and we'll throw that if we throw that on the podcast we'll send you a 25 dollar amazon gift card all right friends the secret to wealth is pretty simple live on less than you make invest the rest and do so for a very long time make it a great one Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.